Welcome to the Haunted Hangover podcast with your hosts Andy and Shauna. Join us each week and settle down with a drink as we guide you through stories and mysteries from around the world, from ghosts and demons to UFOs and cryptids. You name it, and you will probably more than likely have a story about it. So grab a drink and dim those lights and be prepared for a cry. <laughs> oh, could I'll just run the intro. People. Number five. Mumble Hello, number five. Mumble number five. I'm so sorry that coming. Hello, number five. A little bit of teen and classy. He's absolutely terrible. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. See you later, Andy. If I don't finish it, I'm going to regret it now. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary. A little bit of Jessica. A little bit of you make sure your man. What? Okay. Why the fuck am I, man? <laughs> no comment. Um, right, everybody, welcome to week five. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And as you can tell, me and Shauna, yes, okay, we're a little bit tipsy. We're bevved. We're bevved. We're bevved. Like we're bevved, yeah. That's a scouser coming out of me. We're yeah. bevved. So, welcome back to week five and welcome to the Haunted Hangover podcast. Whoop. I'm Andy. I am Shauna. And she's Shauna. Um, so, yeah, so welcome back, and we've got a couple of good episodes, uh, a couple of good stories today. Mine takes us to the uh, famous um, site of Chernobyl and Pripyat, and Shauna, what about your story? We are going to Ireland. Ireland? Ireland. Yeah, taking us over to Ireland. To the north of Dublin. Is your dad Irish? Yes, my dad is Irish. Me dad. Some people say you look like your dad. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't stop thinking about hey, the watch now. Hey. Oh, God. <laughs> so, because we'll be here all night. <laughs> so, welcome back. Thank you to everybody for the support. Thank Again, you. if you can uh, follow us on Instagram at the Haunted Hangover Podcast, and if you have any stories you wish us to tell, um, then you can email us at the Haunted Hangover Podcast at Outlook.com. And yeah, thank you so much. We've had such great support from people. We sort of didn't realise, did we, how big the community was? Yeah, I was about to say, the community, like, they're really supportive Really as well. supportive and, yeah, so supportive. So, yeah, we thank you very much and thank you everybody for coming back and listening. And, uh, yeah, I think I think we're going to keep it a short one today. We're just going to dive straight into the stories. Um, what are you drinking, Sean? What have you got? Oh, she got Copperberg. <laughs> she she yeah. gave me the eyes as if to say, you know what I've got. Why are you asking me? Why are you asking me? That's right there. What have you got now, Annie? I'm on the Stella now. Yeah. Are we Pint cans, Stella oh, Artois. Yeah, we're doing pints and everything. Yeah, I mean, we're basically just waiting. We basically record these episodes in three, so we can't drink the strong stuff until we've at least done most of the stories. So <laughs> we wait, the rum is in the kitchen waiting for us. We're just waiting to get uh, get our recording out so we don't keep on slurring our words too much. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so thank you again for joining us and welcome. So I'm going to do the story first, unless Sean, you want to go first? Um, I could go first, yeah. Mine's, okay. mine's only short, so... Sean has got a short story today, which is fine, because mine's about 17 pages long, so... So, I'll just get mine yeah, out of the way. Yeah, you go for it. All right. So, yeah, so as I said, we are um, <clears throat> off to Ireland, um, Dublin. 
So this Top is... Top of the morning to you. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to say it. Like, Terrible. I had to say it. Uh, but this is called uh, A Jester's Curse. Oh. <laughs> As I said, mine's quite short, so I will just get straight into it. Uh, so the only thing more tragic than a sad clown is a murdered one. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this is based in um, a place called Malahide Castle. Ooh. It's a medieval, uh, medieval fortress, uh, as I've already said about twice already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's located in north, uh, north of Dublin, Ireland. Uh, so this uh, castle was uh, given to Roger Talbot, I hmm. believe that's how you say it. A lucky guy. Got given a castle. I know, right? Um, he was given it to him by uh, King Henry II. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so this this castle is known for um, five spirits, basically okay. five. So there's um, Lord Gautrim, uh, Lady Maud Pluckett, mm. Lord Chief Justice, Miles. <laughs> is that his real name? Lord Justice. <laughs> Justice. Uh, Chief Justice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a really bad sitcom, doesn't it? <laughs> Miles uh, Corbett and Puck, and this is where my story. Is that what James called me? Puck. No, Chuck. Chuck. Oh. <laughs> Our pets at home manager thought I've been, I've been there for a year and he thought my name was Chuck. Chuck. Um, and this story... <laughs> so this story is about Puck, the Chester. 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 Chester? He's the Jester Chester. from Chester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jester. The story of Puck Jester. Jester with a J. The Jester. He spelled Jester like we're, like, like we're in a spelling bee. Jester, J E S T E R, Jester. Jester. From Chester. Which is an old fashioned clown, people. Uh, So, Puck lived in the 16th century and he was a court jester in service uh, to the Tolbert family um, at Mildhide Castle. As such, he entertained um, visitors. On one occasion, he encountered a visiting noblewoman called Mm. Lady Eleonora Fitzgerald. I know, right? And he fell in love, bless oh, him. Um, what a dickhead. I know. It's, obviously it's not it worth work. it. Don't believe the hype, guys. I know. <laughs> obviously, it didn't work out for him. Oh, uh, spoiler. <laughs> the list of people who would uh, be opposed to this uh, union was so long that I didn't mm. write it down. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a jester stood no chance with the noblewoman, even if his feelings were reciprocated. Okay. Reciprocated? She fancied him too. He fancied her, him he, she fancied him too. Gold too. Uh, one night, Puck snuck into her room and was caught. <laughs> he didn't really sneak. Didn't try did very he? well, did he? No. Uh, but bless him, he was stabbed in the heart. Oh. Yeah. Shot through the heart. Oh, he sees off again. Yeah. Um, with his last breath, he revealed nothing about what had happened, but vowed he would haunt the castle for eternity. Uh, according to many visitors over the centuries, Puck has made good on his word. Okay. Very a lot of sightings. Um, many have seen his ghostly figure pacing outside the castle. When the castle's contents were sold in the 1970s, Puck was greatly disturbed and made his presence known frequently. But no one knows if he is pacing back and forth whilst waiting to meet his beloved or to extract revenge on his killer. Oh, <laughs> he's like a modern-day Joker. Yeah. Oh, he lost his Harley Quinn forever. I know. I need to be stabbed in the heart. Oh, I mean, what? I mean, that's a big commitment, isn't it? Just you've been stabbed in the heart. Just die. (laughs) 
Do you know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> just move on. Do you really, do you really want to haunt that place forever? Eternity is a long time. Yeah. I mean, eight hour shift at Vets for Pets is a long time. Oh god, yeah. Definitely. Eternity. Could you imagine an eternity shift at Vets for Pets? I mean, that's basically what a shift is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a spooky story though. I mean, I do want to visit Ireland at some point. Same, same. I'm Irish and I've never been to Ireland. Yeah, you're a disgrace. I know. You're a disgrace to I, your Irish roots. I am, I am. My Irish ancestors are turning in the grave. They really are. I blame my dad. Blame me dad, blame me dad. Blame dad. Yeah. But no, I really want to go. I think, yeah, we get some good flights out. We'll have to get go for just another trip. Oh yeah, <laughs> some more culture, baby. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, a very good story, Sean. Nice, nice. It'd be good to visit, actually. Mm. I think there's so much history as well with Ireland, places like England, Ireland, Scotland. It's just, uh, obviously, I live in England, been to Scotland quite a few times. But yeah, Ireland, yeah, looking forward to it. Should be fun. I've not been to any of them. Well, have you been to England? (laughs) (laughs) I've not really been anywhere, though. (laughs) Well, you have now, thanks to me. Yes, yes. (laughs) Right, so we're going from Ireland. We're... Travelling to somewhere. There's stories from a while back, but there's a bit of conflict at the minute. We're travelling to Ukraine. Oh. Yeah, I know. Vladimir Putin, if you're listening, just fuck off and die, mate. Oh, right, mate. Just fuck off and die. Damn. Right. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> what if Vladimir Putin sends someone to poison us now? Oh, uh, well, you, you? I didn't say nothing. I'll give you Sean's address anyway. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, so we're, go- we're going to, um, obviously, a very famous place. Uh, you might have heard of it, it's called Chernobyl. Um, and the town of Pripyat, just outside. I'm sure we have all heard of the town of Pripyat and what happened at Chernobyl. Chernobyl is a nuclear power plant in Ukraine that was the site of a disastrous, disastrous nuclear accident on April 26, 1986. A routine test at the power plant went horribly wrong and two massive explosions blew the thousand ton roof off one of the plant's reactors, releasing 400 times more radiation than the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Hiroshima. The worst nuclear disaster in history killed two workers in the explosions and within months at least 28 more would be dead by acute radiation exposure. Eventually thousands of people would show signs of health uh, health defects including cancer from the fallout. Ukraine's government declared in 1995 that over 125,000 people had died from the effects of the Chernobyl radiation. So, is it any wonder, I ask you, that the surrounding area of Pripyat is supposed to house things not of this world? There are stories of demon black birds that were spotted just before the disaster, like a bad omen of things to come, similar to the Mothman supposed to be at the site of disasters across the USA, Warnings of impending doom. So, Mothman. Mothman. Well, it was, it was supposed to be one man. Mothman. Oh, what? There's like a bridge. I can't remember what it's called. There's a bridge in America, and apparently people seen like the Mothman. They call him at the scene before, and the bridge collapsed and killed hundreds of people. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's similar to that. Apparently, people spoke of seeing this demon black bird flying from one of the. Um, won the towers from Chernobyl so that's just one of the stories so many people fled their homes never to return well maybe not in life anyway but 
People aren't expected to repopulate anyway. Uh, people aren't expected to repopulate the area anytime soon. Ukrainian authorities have said it will not be safe for people to live in the Chernobyl exclusion zone for more than 24,000 years. So the exclusion zone is just the area. 24,000 years. 24,000 years. That's how long it's going to take for the radiation to completely leave the area. Uh-huh. Today, tourists can visit the site which appears frozen in time, apart from signs of looting, natural weathering, and the encroachment of nature. And this is where today's story begins, with a group of tourists looking to seek see the town from, of Pripyat for themselves. Pripyat? I don't know how you're saying that. Pripyat. 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 <laughs> Visiting Chernobyl and Pripyat has always been a dream of mine. I was fascinated by what happened at Chernobyl, even though it was one of the worst disasters of our lifetime. And when myself and my girlfriend were planning a trip to Ukraine, I was ecstatic that she agreed to trip to a trip to visit the exclusion zone, remarking, "What's the worst that can happen? It's not like we want kids anyway." Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you never know what could happen. Never say uh, that sentence. Never say that. <laughs> and with that comment, I began planning the trip to Ukraine and Pripyat. And a few months later, we were on our flight and spent the first few days of our trip exploring Kiev. And on the last day in the capital, we had our excursion booked. The exclusion zone is only a couple of hours journey from the capital, but with the military checkpoints, it takes a lot longer. The plan was to drive in and first see the famous playground in Pripyat, which still has a Ferris wheel and a bumper car, and then see some sites like an old school and hospital after heading back to our hotel in Kiev. Driving in with the guide, a driver, and just a small group of three other people, it was an intimate occasion. One I knew me and my girlfriend were going to cherish. On entering the exclusion zone, it is a surreal experience. To see all buildings derelict as if they, as they were when the 50,000 people that lived there were evacuated is so strange. Seeing how nature retakes the human structures we have built and it makes you think about our own morality and what would happen if suddenly humans were gone. We got to the playground and what hit me first was the silence. There was hardly any ambient noise at all. Just nature and the wind rustling through the trees and squeaking of rusty gates opening gently in the wind. We had our Geiger counters so we could make sure we were not being exposed to high amounts of radiation. This would beep also and it was the only other sound you could hear. It was a sunny day and being part of a group, nothing was seen or felt out in the open, but our luck was about to run out as we ventured into an abandoned school. We entered this huge building and were told we could explore by ourselves but to keep, to, but to be back at the van at a certain time and to keep an eye on our guide counters. My girlfriend and I stuck together and again the silence of the area was deafening. Papers everywhere and wall pe- wallpaper and paint peeling off the walls. It was so atmospheric and in certain areas very dark. Even in the daylight as trees trees and plants had overgrown windows blocking out the sunlight. My girlfriend was just ahead of me and I thought I heard footsteps just behind us. I turned around and there was nothing there. I turned back around and my girlfriend was gone. She must have gone into one of the rooms and I could see a trail in the dirt and soot and dust. However, I noticed a smaller, fainter trail next to hers, almost like a child was walking with her. I began to pick up the pace and turned into one of the rooms where my girlfriend was sitting down at a classroom seat. This was quite a large room and I would say 30 tables and chairs all lined up facing a blackboard. 
Signs of where people had run and been evacuated were clear, with papers and pencils and books all over the place. I walked up to her and touched her on the shoulder and asked, Are you okay? My presence made her jump and she shouted at me for sneaking up on her. I apologised. <laughs> I'd have punched him. I'd have punched him. I apologised and said, Let's make a move from this room as the Geiger counter was beeping. As we walked out, I got the feeling we were not alone. As I turned around to scan the room one last time, I saw a young girl sat at a desk, crying with her head in her hands. My girlfriend must have been able to hear her too, as she came back around the corner. I was, I was stunned, but my girlfriend called out to the girl, asking if she was okay. The girl stopped crying and lifted her head and turned to look towards us. We noticed her face was not of this world, black eyes. And after she lifted her head and screamed at us, our guided counters were going off the charts. Beep, beep, beep. And I grabbed my girlfriend's arm. She shouted, come on, it's time to go. The girl, the girl then started walking towards us. Beep, 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 getting louder and louder. And I pulled on my girlfriend's arm and started to run towards the end of the corridor. As we looked back, there was now multiple children by the classroom down the corridor, all holding hands, all just staring there, watching us, staring at us with those dark, black eyes. And as we ran down the staircase towards the entrance, we could hear the, the slight sound of children laughing and talking. And the Geiger counter stopped beeping as we ran out into the open air and back to the safety of the van. Our guide could see we were clearly shaken up. We told her everything we saw and what had happened. She immediately called for the others to return to us and hastily moved on to another location. Away from the school, whilst we were driving on our Whilst we were driving, our guide explained that there are reports of ghosts, but there are also reports of people who call themselves stalkers. These are people and communities that return to the Chernobyl and Pripyat to live off the land. They apparently live in derelict buildings and eat fruit and crops that now grow. They also, and also the local wildlife include wild cats and dogs, rabbits and rats. They will also become more radiated the longer they live there. So is this what we saw? A community of children living around the school. Is this why the guide counter was going off the charts when we arrived? The only thing is the only thing is certain the rest of the day we spent out in the open and my girlfriend and myself were happy we saw the historical site but we were certain not be returning ever again. Fuck this shit I'm out. <laughs> oh, is that how you feel, is it? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even go there in the first place, I don't think. Mm -mm. I mean, it'd be a pretty cool place to see, but... Nah, no, in my luck, I, uh, I'd, I'd die. You'd die? I'd die. For the radiation? Yeah. From the black-eyed children? From the... Everything? You'd just die. I'd probably get fucking... Oh? Like... Killed by... Yeah, killed by black-eyed children, black-eyed yeah. peas, whatever. Black, no. The black-eyed peas are not... <laughs> <laughs> Just state the record, the Black Eyed Peas do not live in Chernobyl. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Where is the love? <laughs> yeah, live in Chernobyl. And in Chernobyl. Black Eyed Peas with black eyes. Black Eyed, black eyed Peas with black eyes. Yeah. Singing that. Where Just is the love? La, 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 la. Anyway. That oh. would, I mean, that would be fucking terrifying that, in, that in really of itself. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the world, mama? <laughs> That, that is what's wrong with the world. <laughs> oh my god, no. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even pay to go on it. I'm just trying to... Do you love a bit of a Black Eyed Children story there? Yeah. It's, it, Something about children, just they're just creepy. But, mm -mm. I think kids, especially when I had, like, not got kids, 
very creepy mm-hmm. very creepy and yeah especially in that environment I thought it was, like, a, it was a good story to like tell like creepy child earlier yeah downstairs in the in the flat oh my god yeah so me and Andy was coming up to his flat and then I look over and this kid is just like got her hands face planted up yeah, against the glass the glass and I was starting to look how creepy that child is <laughs> children yeah. are creepy moral of story don't have kids don't have kids children don't have kids children don't have kids people have animals have animals instead that's the way to do it so uh i mean with 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 that um you know cheery prospects comes us to the end of our our fifth episode so thank you again for listening and even better andy made me a rum and coke i did ready for the next story so yeah (laughs) so shauna is got a second wind she's ready for her rum and coke god yeah Cheers. Cheers, here we go. So thank you again for listening to us on Spotify, Apple and Amazon. 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 Uh, and obviously if you can like and um and give us a rating, that'd be even better. It really helps out a lot. And like we said earlier, if you've got any stories, creepy stories you want to say, um then you can send them to our email address at the haunted hangover podcast at outlook.com. It's, do you know what it is? It's because every time you look at me to say that, I want to say Gmail. <laughs> it's not Gmail. And I don't know where it's going to go. Well, that's where all our emails are going. And can I just say, there's a beeping in the building. It sounds like a Geiger counter. Oh my God, freaky. That's what it sounds like. Like, beep, beep. too much radiation somewhere. Oh, damn. Well, the black-eyed children are coming for us, Shauna. What I keep st- staring at is Andy's decided to try and... Um, like block out some of the noise coming from the hallway I keep looking at the tea t- the towel <laughs> no radiation's getting through no that. radiation getting through this door even though the guide <laughs> count is off the charts right well that leaves us uh, for today thank you very much guys for listening thank you thank you stay spooky bye spooky. Thank you.